Live to see it, friends, and welcome to the world transformed. This program is your guide to an astounding future that lies ahead, one that will be here sooner than you think, and one that you have an important role to play in bringing about. At The World Transformed, we want to introduce you to what may be the greatest transformation of them all, the one that begins with considering and acting on the almost limitless possibilities that lie before us and that ends somewhere beyond the reach of the human imagination. So, when does this amazing future begin? Well, today is the day. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-author, co-futurist, and co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. How are you, my friend? Man, I am great. Got to the Wednesday show, and of course, this is part of a series that we're doing here, The Golden Age. Why don't we see it, huh? All this, yes, all this week we're talking about being sexy, immortal billionaires with superpowers, and tonight we're going to talk a little bit about why some people don't see how good we got it, and why, on, on Monday we talked a little bit about some unexpected negative reactions that we got to a, a story in the Daily Mail that I shared on uh, numerous Facebook groups, uh, talking about the fact that in the future we're going to things are going to be a lot better, and perhaps in part because of the way it was phrased, but also in part because there seems to be this knee-jerk reaction in that direction. Amongst the people that we most expected a positive response, we got a really negative response from, from quite a few people. So we're going to talk about that little philosophical disconnect just a bit tonight, and we're going to start with this story, Why Can't We See That We're Living in a Golden Age? So here it is. This was in The Spectator. And I'm going to read just a smidge of this. Pessimism resonates. A YouGov poll found that just 5% of Britons think that the world, all things considered, is getting better. You would think that the chronically cheerful Americans might be more optimistic. Well, yes, 6% of them think the world is improving. More Americans believe in astrology and reincarnation than in progress. Now, we've talked about this quite a bit, Stephen. The, the fact that, what is it about negativity that is so cool and so alluring what is it about being a pessimist that is so appealing to people um well well, i mean it's it's just seemed uh, that uh the sophisticated among us and i I put that in air quotes right uh are you know they anyone that is uh is positive is portrayed as being pollyannish or whatever they whatever term you want to use they're just uh they're they're failing to see all the the negative things that are happening around them and that are are they refusing to see them and and uh <laughs> to me the truth is that uh these these people often are failing to see all the positive trends and uh they're they're and and so uh, I, to me, that's uh, it's 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 less of a mark of sophistication than uh, of cynicism to some extent. But you know, to be fair, I think that humanity is programmed by our genetics to be negative in some ways. To uh, because we're 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 supposed to you know we identify problems and we then we strive to fix the, these problems. That's what we do. And uh, uh, you know, there's there's no uh, evolution evolutionary uh, pr- you know, imperative to uh, to identify the great stuff that's happening, right? I mean, you ha- we have to identify the negatives to, in order to work on them. So, um, I think that may be part of it. What's your thoughts on that? I, I think I think that that makes a, that makes a lot of sense. When, if you think of 
if you think of progress as being this constant, incremental process of improvement that we talk about, we talk about the human imperative, then how do you improve? You improve by making something better than it was. How do you identify things to make better? Well, you find something that is not as good as it could be. Right. And if, if we are programmed to identify the things that aren't as good as they, it could be, that in some ways explains why people living in a golden age don't grasp that they're, that they're living in a golden age. Because they're still, I mean, you know, they're going to find the negatives to work on. And, you know, uh, so <laughs> I'm, uh, allow me to find the positive in that, Phil. They're working on them. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be optimistic even about the, uh, the fact that people are pessimistic. Uh, the, you know, the fact that uh, the, pessimists, uh, the pessimists go to work on making the world a better place it makes me optimistic. So, um, yeah, let me just read the, let me read the next paragraph from this, right. from, from this story at the, the Spectator. I for some reason, it's all British press this week. I don't know why. We're just using all these. Um, <laughs> it's all they're all touching the, the important issues this week, so we're, we're all over it. Yeah. Um, if you think that there has never been a better time to be alive, that humanity has never been safer, healthier, more prosperous, or less unequal, then you're in the minority. But that is what the evidence incontrovertibly shows. Poverty, malnutrition, illiteracy, child labor, and infant mortality are falling faster than at any other time in human history. The risk of being caught up in a war, subjected to a dictatorship, or of dying in a natural disaster is smaller than ever. The golden age is now. So how do you, which we've talked, we've talked about that ad nauseum, and we do a show about that at least once a month. And I could reach behind me right now and pull out my copy of The Rational Optimist and read that section at the beginning that, that talks about what the world was like in the 19th century and what it's like now. And we talked about it again on Monday, right? We, we, talk about this, we talk about this all the time. But I'll put it to you, Stephen. Here's the question. Why is it that people living under such wonderful circumstances look around in the world and they say, oh, we're about to be, we're being oppressed by billionaires, right? We're, we're about to be crushed by an iron boot. We're about to be made into slaves of superpower billionaires. I mean, where does the paranoia kick in? Is that really a developmental optima? Is, that, is there really an evolutionary advantage to, um, to having, I'm going to say, an unrealistic assessment of how bad things are, of, of, of not recognizing that a good future is not only potentially possible, but probably the most likely if we, if we stay on track. People don't seem to recognize that. They, they, they seem to be, or I'm not, you know, some people, I'm not going to say everybody, but there, there seems to be a real tendency to focus on very dark scenarios that I don't think are all that likely and, and that don't really represent much of anything to be, to, to be improved, you know what I'm saying? There's not little incremental improvements that you can do about the conspiracy of the billionaires to, you know, to crush you and to and to, and to make a slave out of you, right? So, so how does that whole paranoia factor in? Do you think? Well, um, I think uh, there. Okay, we're, we're talking specifically about uh, singular uh, singularity communities basically. within our community, within the yeah, futurist with, community, with, the, the accelerating community. futurist community. Yeah. Um, well, I would say that 99% of, uh, of the, uh, 
of the the singularity community is left of center. I think that's fair to say. And um, I, I think that uh, right now the the left of center community is in a pretty dark place because of the the election of Donald Trump. I think that's that's part of what you're seeing there, Phil. Um, and I, you know, um, I would say that these trends are you know uh, are beyond politics. That uh, you know. Um, you know, uh, even even the worst politician can you know can kind of screw things up a little bit on the margins. But these trends uh, are are really hard to reverse. You know, absent a nuclear war or something, right? So, um, I, I would I would I would just caution the community to, uh, that you know. Uh, don't be quite so negative because of uh, just uh, some of these uh, these trappings that are 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 really not part of the of the trend line. You know that the you know day to day thing. You know you get good news, you get bad news. Don't don't allow the, these uh, these little uh, little things on the sides to kind of uh, derail your 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 uh, your optimism. And I think that's kind of what we've seen there. Yeah. Well, I mean, first off. Let me just say that per the new policy I implemented last week, and I should have told you about the new policy, but now now you'll know. Um, <laughs> the the first person to mention Trump owes the other one five bucks, so you've got. To uh, I'll put it in the mail. From, okay. Yeah, you, you 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 mentioned Donald Trump, but now I can talk about it because you brought it up first. Um, right. I, I I think you're you're probably onto something. You know, there's an old saying that in America, the the power in party, excuse me, the party in power is incompetent. The the party out of power is insane, right? This has been this has been the reality over the last decade or so, uh, as 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 I have seen it. And you know, I, I don't I don't mean to get political, except in a kind of a pox on all their houses kind of a pox on all their houses kind, okay. kind of a way. Because right. as far as I'm concerned, there's plenty of incompetence and insanity to to go around. But it does it does very much remind me of the negativity that kicked in during the Obama years with a lot of my friends on the right that a lot, you know a, a lot of them took a very bleak view of where the world is going uh, particularly after he was reelected you know there was a, there, there there was kind of a well we can push back we can fight back in 2008 and in 2012 it, it was just it was it, I, I think it was perceived as just such the uh, such a I don't know well, the, the, the country's gone forever now I mean, the country is gone forever now, and I think yeah. that that's probably the feeling of a lot of people after Trump gets elected. And and I think in, in some ways that that is reflective of kind of an accelerating cycle of of hype and expectation and just you know rhetoric and how we how we position ourselves. So I think you make I think you you make an excellent point that people who have decided that the country has gone to hell um, and who everywhere they look they they see reaffirmation of that because everywhere in the news, you know, if, if I'll tell you one thing, if every time Trump got mentioned kind of extraneously in a news story, I got five bucks, how rich would I be? Okay. I would, I would <laughs> yeah, it seems like every story is, you know, uh, it is brought back to that. It, particularly if it's a negative story, I, I just, I'm just going to throw that out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. But, uh, but I mean, yeah, be. if, if if you know if there's a if there's a flaw, a new you know they discover that a tricycle is not entirely safe, and you, you'll see there's somehow there will be a reference to uh, to to President Trump in there, and I think 
there, there might be more media focus on that than there was with Obama. Um, that, that maybe the, the, the regular media is, is hyping that more than, uh, more than they did. But if you look at just where people are politically and, and how negative they are in terms of the future based on whether, they, whether their group is in power or not, I think you've nailed it, okay, Stephen? And, we, you know, we don't like to get political, but I think that's it's an excellent point. It's hard to be positive about the future when everybody you know, or not, not everybody you know, but your tribe, right, your, your, your peer group, you look around and everyone is convinced that the world has come to an end. How, how, do, you, how do you get from there uh, to a happy future? So I think that does, that does probably have an awful lot to do with it. And I just want to say to my friends on the left exactly what I said to my friends on the right during the Obama years. you got to look at the big picture here. You know, yeah. you are really missing out on, once again, poverty, malnutrition, illiteracy, child labor, and infant mortality are falling faster than at any other time in human history. The risk of being caught up in a war, subjected to a dictatorship, or dying in a natural disaster is smaller than ever. The golden age is now. We've got it better than humanity has ever had it. And this is more important. Right now, it is in our power. It is in our hands to get to that next stage. Can, before we get to get, get to that, ahead. let me just throw this out. Um, just just a little piece of advice to people left or right of center. Um, you want to double your happiness? Have the amount of uh, time you spend reading political stories, hmm. particularly if they're political uh, points of view that you agree with. It, the, the, Isn't I mean, that interesting? You would think you would think that people would get a positive lift from reading things that they agree with. No, it's it's you know if you if you listen to if a person on the right listens to Rush Limbaugh, they're going to be miserable after listening to Rush Limbaugh. I'm just telling you. Um, it, you know if if you're on the left and you watch MSNBC and you turn off the TV, are you happier? No, you are going to be miserable. You'll be fuming for the rest of the evening, right? Yeah, because you know what Trump did, or you know, or or whatever. Or and 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 people on the right, when they when they listen to uh, talk radio, it's the same phenomena. You know, just just uh, just kind of, you know, dial it back a little bit. And, and you know, if you if you uh, if you uh, listen to it uh, typically three hours a week, uh, go to one hour a week or one and a half hours a week, and and see if I'm not right. Because I, I can tell you uh, from personal experience in my own life that I am much happier with it dialed back. I, I want to be, you know, I, I, I need to be informed. I want to be an informed citizen, right? And so I, I, li- I listen to some of it. But I've dialed it way back, and I'm much happier for it. So anyway, I just thought I'd throw, throw that out. Well, m- most of our media exposure, when it comes to controversial political topics, is less about being informed and more about, confirmation bias. It's, it's more about reaffirming our identity as people who feel this way. or And getting you stirred up to action, right? It's a call to action. Yeah. So what, how do you do that? You stir up people. You get them angry. Right, right. And, and, and going back to your, your, your point about how evolutionarily we are set up to try to fix problems, so we've got right. to focus on the problems so we can fix them. The, the political process, especially these days, is kind of the mutated monster version of that. Right. The, it, it, it must always describe everything on the other side as 
an existential risk to yeah. humanity, right? To to right. all that's good and decent in order to stir up action on the on the side of the good people. So and if Republicans uh, want to, uh, uh, you know, perhaps uh, work on uh, the alteration of uh, of uh, Meals on Wheels or, you know, or whatever, or, you know, uh, uh, you know meals for kids in schools, and they're, then they're obviously trying to starve people. You know, that's that's apparently what Republicans want to do, starve people. And then, and of course, Democrats want to turn us all into communists overnight. You know, that's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, and there's there's no there's no room for anything in between, right? There's no uh, there's no nuance at all. It's just it's just black hats and white hats, and depending on which side of the fence you're on, that's all you see. Yeah, and, because and so. be, be, because that gets you that that stirs you up, and that that gets the action, and hopefully gets the donations, right? right. Which is what which is what's money, really the, driving the, the, the money is where it's at. That's what, yeah. that's what it's all about. That that's 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 where that's that's where that's ultimately going. Well, I had this other story that actually touches on the same thing from a slightly different standpoint, but I just I thought it was uh, really interesting. It was a fast company. Want to be happier and more successful? Learn to like other people, and <laughs> which is it's the the flip side of the coin I was just talking about, right? Uh, if you're if you're listening to the news or, or talk radio, you're not liking other people. I promise you. But anyway, we are being ahead. divided into tribes, and right. actually, and, and dividing ourselves into tribes, where we dis- fear and despise the other side. That right. you know, where where you're really left no quarter to think very good things about the other side because. They're so evil, you know. They're they're just they're they're out to do so much harm to America and to the world that it's 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 hard it's hard to have a have a position where you can say, well, they're they're still pretty good people, you know. I still like them, okay. Um, how can you like people who are you know committing these atrocities against against humanity? And in in fact, it turns out that if you want to get anywhere in this world. The key, which we're often told, is to you know have kind of a self-esteem, positive self-image, a lot of positive self-talk. Uh, think of yourself as a as a really good person. This fast company article turns that on its head on its head and says, actually, it turns out the most successful people are the ones who are holding a fairly positive image of the people around them. Uh, that they've actually put themselves into a mode of being concerned about other people, um, looking past differences with them, and you know, approaching them with kind of a kind of a warmth, kind of a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Empathy, I think, is yeah. actually it. So that's uh, recognizing thank you, PJ. The humanity. Yeah, she, in she's always back there in my head someplace, throwing that word at me. But that's yeah. <laughs> recognizing the humanity in others, right? Uh, exactly. It's, and and, and uh, I'm always reminded of uh, you know uh, how how uh, Hindu shaman you know greet people. They they put their hands together and and uh, and kind of do a little bow as if to you know acknowledge the divine in others, right? Yes. And that little spark of divine of the divine that uh, and I I, th- I think that there's there's something to that to realize that uh, you know uh, in our in our culture we might say we're all children of God right I mean uh, uh, that what, whatever we 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 recognize in in others the value uh, uh, in them however however you want to express that um, if and if you're failing to do that and then I think one consequence is you will be miserable right and uh, Exactly. 
and and, it, and and you're making the world a worse place for the others around you too. Right, and, and you're going to get nowhere. I mean, you know, Fast Company is where this story is, and this is they're really talking about how do you get ahead in your job? How do you get yeah. ahead in business? Yeah, how do you make something of yourself in this life? And it's really interesting to read this story on the on the heels of the previous one. Look at look at why people don't see they're in a golden age, and then look at why people do succeed. And those two things have so much to do with each other. And the people who are succeeding are the ones who maybe have a little bit of a hint in the back of their head, although their rhetoric may not match this if they were talking, that we live in a pretty good time. Because the right. two things are, are tied together. And this story about how people can succeed in business by having a higher opinion of each other spends most of its time debunking pessimism. <laughs> which is kind of what the previous story is about. Those two things have an awful lot to do with each other. And I think that this is, this is kind of an aha moment that we're going to have to come to if we're going to capitalize on the opportunities that, that we have. Because right now, uh, as, as, I was, as I was winding up to earlier, we're not just in a position where we can say, hey, things are really good. We're in a position where we can say things can be incredibly good soon, and I think they will be. I think we can, we can move in that direction, but to do that, we have to recognize those possibilities, and we have to begin acting on them, and we can't do that if we're crippled by the belief that everything is hopeless and, and we're helpless, and I think we can't we can't get over that belief as long as we look to our left and look to our right and see nothing but, well, okay, look in one direction and see nothing but enemies, see nothing but people who, who don't want things to be better, who are trying actively to make things worse. Because really, uh, although the means of getting there are going to be different for different political groups and, and really for each individual, I mean, everybody's going to have their own idea about how to do it, the means of getting there are going to be different for everybody. We really all kind of want the same things. It's, right. it's, it's amazing how close what everybody wants is to each other. And, and there's this whole knee-jerk thing that says, no, no, you know, the right, they want to control women, and they want to, you know, and the left, they, you know, they want to destroy our culture. And they want, people, people say all those things, and it's really not true at all. Um, you know, there, 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 may be some, there, there may be some animus, somewhere in some of these folks that is about that. But most people kind of want the things that, that we're talking about when we talk about it being a golden age. They, you know, they want security. They want to be able to you know, know that their family is going to be well taken care of. They want to pursue meaningful activities. If, if, if you sit down with anybody, left, right, center, and get off the politics and say to them, what really what you makes want? you happy? In, yeah. yeah. What really makes you happy in this life? They're going to talk about their family. They're going to talk about doing fun things. They're going to talk about beauty and and uh, you know and ha- interesting and have a things. sense of purpose. You know yeah. that uh, you know when I get up in the morning, I've got I've got something in front of me to do that I feel like I'm bettering the world by doing, or you know that it has some you know it, it has I've accomplished something at the end of the day. You know that feeling of accomplishment. Everybody wants that, right? Exactly, exactly. I, I think we're, we're, we're <laughs> no nobody uh, wants to. You know, uh, no one uh, uh, sets out to say, you know what? I want to live on the dole. You know, I want to. 
I want to. I want to be a complete, uh, a complete, uh, uh, you know, drain on society. That's uh, that's my uh, that's my goal. You know, people may end up being that way, but that's not uh, that's not uh, what people set out to do. I wouldn't think. So yeah. Although I think that probably, but not necessarily that one, but but probably the deeper entrenched we get in our rhetoric and in our worldview, the closer we come to some of those negative stereotypes. That, right. that it, once we other the other side sufficiently, once we make them the other sufficiently, uh, we can become so negatively disposed to each other that we, we do begin to show some of the behaviors and, and take on some of the characteristics that, the that other they side say we have. It's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy. So, you know, the... the the answer for, for individuals succeeding in business, for getting ahead in their job, I think is exactly the answer for society trying to get to the next stage. Trying, if, if we want post-scarcity, if we want the billionaires portion of sexy immortal billionaires with superpowers, and I want the whole package, and I think you know, ultimately if you, if you lay it out for most people, most people want the whole package. The secret to getting there <clears throat> is learn to like other people. You know, on a societal level, I think we've 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 got to not only become better disposed towards how well things have been going and better disposed towards what our prospects are, but it's really got to start with with people stepping back and saying, you know, we got to shake some of this crap off and look at each other in a more realistic light. It's not it's not to say that it's not to be Pollyanna and to say that everybody's great and everybody's perfect. It's it's just to it's just to take off the everybody's a villain, right? Everybody who disagrees with me is a villain. Start to start to find that common ground and work towards each other's ultimate best interest. You know, going back to the I guess I am here to peddle utilitarianism to contradict myself for Monday. You know, I, I said I wasn't necessarily because I just kind of assumed it, but now I will go ahead and peddle it. Uh, the the greatest good for the most people, because you know what, most people will sign up for that. Uh, yeah. Left, right, or center, right? Uh, most people are on board with that idea, don't you think? Yeah, and you know, to me, to me, it's a, it's a, it's a big part of what democracy is about. Uh, is finding that path to, for for the greatest good for the most people. So, yeah, why not? It, it's kind but, of where the I whole mean, idea. Is- the Commonwealth comes from, you know. It's, this is one of the most positive shows we've done in a while, Phil. I mean, we're living in a golden age, surrounded by mostly golden people, right? I mean, that's that's what we're trying to say here. Is yeah, that uh, shiny, happy people holding hands? I, I, I would, <laughs> exactly. I'd play a cut of it if, yeah. if I could. Um, and, and our final story: in an age of robots, schools are teaching our children to be redundant. Doesn't exactly fit. And I'm I'm only throwing this one in to say that we've really got to learn to think differently. That, that, our, that our educational models, our political models, our, um, you know, how we organize our thinking about society models, those all have to be updated, not only to be relevant in the age of robots, but to be relevant in the age of the coming age of sexy, immortal billionaires and superheroes. If we want to get to the really good stuff, we've just got to think differently than we're thinking. And I think... Uh, you know, a few positive changes in the right direction it really can can make a huge difference. So, 
Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a different uh, a story that's a little off topic in some ways, but I'm going to tell you I, I completely agree that uh, creativity is uh, to some extent is is a lost art in uh, in many of our schools, in part because they're you know teaching to tests, yeah, and uh, you know they they don't have time for recess, much less uh, you know uh, some of the more creative ways that we need to be thinking in a you know rapidly changing world we have to be flexible and creative and uh, to get ahead and uh, it seems like our schools are not really doing that right now so yeah hey identifying a problem right and let's work for a solution yeah if 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 we could teach kids to look at the future as an open-ended thing to look at their future as one where they will have even greater capability than they have now to look at the future as one where they can leverage tremendous capabilities and bring about unprecedented, unanticipated outcomes through their creativity. That would be awesome. That's what we should be teaching them. I don't know that we are. And um, I don't, because I don't know that we believe that about ourselves. So it's hard to teach that teach that to the kids. Um, we, we always say they ought to do something about whatever problem it is. And as if they is, there's some, you know, group, yeah. of, group of super people that are going to You know, them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, be a part of them uh, is what we need to be teaching our kids, that uh, you, can, you can be a part of the solution, whether it's a, you know, a, a technical problem or political or whatever, you can, you can, uh, you can be a part of it. Don't, don't just sit back and passively complain about it. What is it you're always saying, Stephen? I believe the children are our future. Teach them well. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, them uh, sometimes I even hum that, you know. <laughs> and, and, and well, you should. Well, on that extremely happy note, we've got we to gotta wrap it up because we're going to come back on Friday and we're going to talk about, we're going to share some new stories that indicate, you know, why that future that these kids have to look forward to really is showing up, that... Those, those trends are being fulfilled, and we really can enjoy this very positive future where maybe, you know, we all get along a little bit better and we're all definitely a lot happier. We will be back tomorrow with a dip into the archives with the best of the world transformed. And until next time, live to see it. <laughs> 